This episode is proudly sponsored by William Adams at Legacy Mutual Mortgage. Heather and I always want an amazing lender like William on our team when helping you through the home buying process. For more information about working with William, email him at william.adams at legacymutual.com or give him a call at 903-571-1596. I'm Kaylin. And I'm Heather. And this is We Need Closure. We Need Closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We need closure. Hey, Heather. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome, and I am so excited to see you. I feel like it's been forever. Because you've been off gallivanting. I know. Well, I was going to ask you, did you do your job this week? Because I'll just say I didn't do a lot of my job. I was on vacation. <laughs> Except for when I was texting you and yes, talking about yes, podcasts. Yes, which I do, I do believe the, like, if you want business, go on vacation. 100%. Thing, because it, you know. If I'm ever slow at anything, I'm like, you know, let's book a trip. Right. And yeah. then immediately I get a listing or a buyer or something. Yes. And it's the surefire way to do it. Yeah. Um, I did do my job this week. I've got another listing that we're about to close on. I know. I know. It's, I know. I'm just a good realtor. I yes, get are. over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally, I did, I, I did my job and I ended up getting an offer and things were going really smoothly until the buyer's agent called me and said, Hey, you know how we put in that offer and it wasn't contingent on the sale of his house. Just kidding. It is like, yep. So as you know, that's a totally different offer yeah. that we may not have accepted, but <laughs> everything's going fine and we're in sweet, sweet pending and hopefully we're going to move forward. So thank you for asking though. <sighs> but you know what? It's a, it's an exciting week for this podcast. I'm so excited. Do you think we should, do you think we should say why we're excited? Yes. Because we have our first guest. Yes, we do. So before we bring him on, Heather, do you want to tell the people a little bit about who we're talking to today? Yes. So um, we are interviewing the man, the myth, the legend, Matt Lewis. Native to Texas and a Baylor grad, Matt Lewis is the co-owner, founder, and acting broker of League Real Estate in Fort Worth, Texas. Matt has managed a multi-million dollar residential profile, multiple commercial properties, and a 20-plus nationwide student housing portfolio, and a vast experience helping clients purchase investment properties, helping equity funds and property acquisitions, whatever that means, and listing transactions, as well as property management, commercial leasing, and land acquisitions for energy companies. Most recently, he's recognized one of Tarrant County's most influential people in Fort Worth by Fort Worth, Texas Magazine, our friend, the man, the myth, the legend, Matt, Matt Lewis. Lewis. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Great. We're so excited to have you on. You're actually our first guest on the podcast. I know. I got kind of high expectations to live up to. I'm yeah, yeah you do. Absolutely. Bar set super high. I know, right? Super high. Um, wait, I'm like sweating knowing all these really important facts about you and running all this important stuff. I don't think either Heather or I were fully mm -hmm. aware of I actually had no idea as I was reading this. That was the first time I read that, that... <laughs> You're a pretty big deal. <laughs> How'd we and book you? I don't, yeah. How, why do you work with me? Like, yikes. I, I thought I was getting paid. So is that not happening? Yeah. We're going to com compensate yeah. you later, Matt. So sorry. No, but seriously, thank you for being here. We're so excited. This is kind of our haunted house theme episode and we want to jump right into it. And we know that you have a good haunted house story. So we want to hear it. I do have a good haunted okay, house story. Okay, let's hear it. So 
I've been doing this for a long time. And back in the long, long ago, like <laughs> 2009, long, long ago, we had quite a few houses to go look at. So I would wake up in the morning and get online and look for properties. And there were probably 30, 40 properties new every day that were like $35 a foot. Oh, maybe. Yes. Oh my God. Maybe 40. Yes. Um, and you would have this whole thing and you're like, ah, I can't go look at that one today because it's like West and I'm going East or, you know, it's just going to take me too long. I don't want to go look at that one today. And uh, there was just so many to look at. So I was up in uh, an area kind of North of where we live and uh, lots of track homes, you know, the same three, four plans over and over and over again. Um, and a lot of them were $35 a foot. And so I had Insane. a bunch of buyers. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So everything was like 70 grand. Um, oh my God. And I had a bunch of buyers who just wanted a ton of buy and hold property. So they just, anything that fit in their box, they would buy. So I was up, up there looking at properties and um, one of the things we had to do back then is because most of these were foreclosures. Oh. Um, there were really kind of like two types of people that got foreclosed on. It was like the nice old lady who would like, oh, this is sad. Like she'd vacuum and like clean and then like put the key on the key ring and walk out the door. You know? Oh my God. And then there was the other guy who was like, you know, screw all you guys, you know, I'm, I'm going to burn this place <laughs> yes, down. I remember that yeah. burn this mother. And so out light fixtures and stuff or like pictures everything out. taking the stove They'd pour with them. Concrete down mm -hmm. the drains. Stop. They would do all sorts of crazy stuff. So oh, you buy a few of these things and you realize like, I need to check for concrete in the drains. I need to check for this. I need to check that. One of the things I learned to check for was to make sure nobody went in the attic and just cut all the electrical. You are Because kidding. people would go up there and they'd turn the power off and then they would just go and they would cut every single electrical line coming out of the box. Like I'll show you. Just, yeah. Just to make and somebody spend another $10,000, yeah. you know, why wild, not? Wild, wild. So I'm doing my thing. I'm in the attic and I'm walking up the stairs to go look for the panel to make sure all these wires aren't. And uh, it's a typical attic and no light, no nothing. It's hot. And but up there, there's a room and okay. somebody framed this room in. There was no windows. You would never know it was there unless you walked up the attic. But you walk in the room and there is a full-size bed with a headboard. Okay. And there is a lectern like you would have at church. Oh, God. And one of those big old like 30-pound Catholic Bible type things open mm. facing the bed. Oh, my God. And the door locked from the outside, not from the inside. No. Lock on it from the outside. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so scared. I've been for... As many, I've been in thousands of houses and like that, that, that one, that one had a ghost. Uh, yeah. yeah. 100%. So it, some type of torture oh, chamber or seance, which is something in the attic. Happening. I mean, go where your mind takes you yeah. with that, but it was not, nothing good was happening. I can there, just I don't see think. you yeah. like scampering down the yeah. attic stairs and like out. I was out. You just go on to the next $30 square foot house. The one next door was probably what? for sale too. <laughs> yes. so I just walked over there. Yeah. So it was crazy. Time. It was a cra I mean, honestly, like taking like an, uh, a new home buyer or a new agent and dropping them back 10 years ago. I mean, it would be like putting them on Mars. Come it, absolutely. It would be so different. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And I got into it and now I'm trying to think, I guess 2014, yeah. 2015, but I purchased a house in 2011. So we yeah. were, we were the, I, it was a great time yeah. to buy a house at, for us. It was right before the market kind of shot back up mm -hmm. and you know, things were slow. And I've talked about this house on a different episode, but so I only saw it from that side. And then as you know, I got my license cause you know, I'm arrogant and, and here we are, but um, no, that is terrifying and fascinating. And 
that's it a kind of, it's a kind of room you say like nothing, no bad things are happening in there. Bad and that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, Heather, I know that I've told you, but Matt, I had a little bit of a haunted house, spooky, scary thing happen to Taylor and I, when we were, we were either touring it for ourselves or we were touring it for a buyer. I actually can't remember at the time, but it was in a neighborhood that's close to us, a very desirable area. And it ha- it's a mid-century modern vibe. So like the front entrance had one of those inside almost garden house. Like atrium. Like an something. atrium. Yes, exactly. Right when you walked in. Um, so think like the stones on, to the right and the left. There was probably some type of water feature going, but it was clearly a fixer upper. It was vacant. And it was obviously a little spooky. So we get into the house, touring it as normal. I don't think there were any lights on and I think the sun was going down. So you're just kind of hoping at that point you can get through the whole showing without obviously being in pitch black because I don't recall the power being on. So Taylor and I get into the house. We're looking around a little bit. Um, I think that we literally make it through the kitchen and we are about to head down a hallway to check out the bedrooms. And it had one of those old 1960s, 1970s intercom systems. And we had mentioned it while we were walking through like, oh, look, it has one of those old school things. As we are heading down the hallway, we literally hear, get out. No. (laughs) Swear to God. And we look at each other. Oh my God. And I think I was like, get the bleep out. Like, <laughs> let's go. And Taylor was like, I, well, maybe we didn't hear that. It wasn't maybe like that it was, was a ring just, camera or somebody messing nope, with you. Nope. I didn't even think the power was on in this house. And I that's swear, on everything, that, swear on everything that's good and right. We heard someone literally say, get out on the intercom. <gasps> and I, I got out as fast as I can. I remember Taylor kind of lingering thinking, no, we could make it work. Cause the house was probably a good deal. Still might be a good deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you would have stayed. Which is how much question. depreciation is a ghost really? Yes. I mean, yeah. I do wonder how many people would like if they were to get the house for like cheaper, be like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It was worth it. Yeah. Wait. And we were talking about this a little bit, Heather, and we wanted to ask Matt, who is a broker and in full disclosure, <laughs> no our pressure. Broker. Yeah. Sorry. No pressure though, because we were, I'm just so curious. Cause I do get people like, especially buyers ask like, did something bad happen here? Did, how can we find out if there was some sort of crazy murder here? And like every state is different about what you have to disclose. Um, and I think in Texas, from my understanding, is if it was a natural cause of death, you do not have to disclose it. If it Correct, if yeah. It, yeah. If it was a suicide, you do not. But then the thing that gets a little kind of different is if there was a death in the house that was caused by the house. Then like, you got to tell everybody. So what does that mean? A that, death caused by, like. That, that means if, if grandma went outside and fell down the stairs and hit her head or because it was the stair yeah or the ceiling fan fell on her head or if uh, i don't know she got electrocuted you know thinking that she could change a breaker then yeah that's something that they do have to disclose so don't play around kids it's not safe no well and in my little like deep dive into this topic every i feel like every state and region is also different about like yeah in new orleans they will act, i saw some listings will actually say not haunted you're like, kidding and then uh, one of our realtors in our office went to a conference in like the northeast and one of the agents she met before she lists a house has a media like, what do you medium a person come yes, in like and like sage it and like just get a sense of like is there still a like and she does it for every listing which 
you know, I'm imagining Salem or something like that, but I'm sure it's just, you But know. what a different process. Right, compared- which here in Texas, we'd be like, we, mm, three why are you looking two- for problems? Yes. Like, I mean. Yes, like, I know. We have yeah. our checklist to list It's just house, foundation right? problems yeah, exactly. from Texas. Like, 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 yeah. Forget spirits and ghosts. There's, like, does it have foundation problems? There's a ghost there and we don't know about it. It's really not our yeah. job. So yeah, Isn't why are you looking that, for problems? But that's wild. Like, is that's yeah. part of their process when they're talking with yes. their clients and going through this. I remember when I had people moving down, um, kind of, you know, in the last couple of years, we've had so such an influx into Texas. And I remember people coming down and I had to talk to them about how the stove stays because oh, I believe yeah. it's in the state of Ohio or, or something similar yeah. to that. Oh, they yeah. can take mm-hmm. the stove with them, but you know, our washer dryer doesn't stay. And in Illinois it does. Yes. So there were all these things that we had to obviously as our broker sitting here staring like, good job, Kaylin, good you job. did your job, but we had to make people aware of. Yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, refrigerators are like the bane of our existence yes. because oh my God. Yes. they technically in Texas, they don't stay unless they're built in and what's built in is, is, you know, up for discussion. But yeah, I mean, I, if you're not a real agent, unless you've bought a client a fridge in Texas, oh like my God. That, is, that is part of your job that is in like initiation <laughs> is you got to buy a client a fridge because they're like, where's my fridge? You're like, what fridge? Oh like, the fridge that was here. Oh, yeah. this is making me feel so much better. Well, you've all bought fridges. Yes, you've yeah. all bought fridges, but have you had to have your husband go deliver, go pick up a fridge that wasn't supposed to be there, take it somewhere else and, oh. and put the new fridge in. Yeah. That's, Shout out, Dusty. There, thanks, Dusty. Yes, I, yes, you're so right. You are a real. You are the true agent. I am here. the true. I do. I will say because I was going to say who's almost lost a deal over the fridge, forgetting to tell them that the fridge oh. doesn't stay. So y'all are making me feel better. Yeah, we've all bought fridges. I, we've all bought fridges. Absolutely. Um, this listen to this story I came across. Okay, I was at an open house at a house that I knew the owner had passed away naturally, so I didn't really think much of it. So about halfway through the open house, some lady walks in and immediately goes, "Someone died here recently. I can feel it." Then she walks around talking about his energy and how he feels for 10 minutes. Then she's leaving. She tells me he is sitting in the chair next to you and doesn't appreciate you being in this house. Oh my God. So I sat outside and just sent people in for the rest of the open house. <laughs> Wait, Heather, this is your new strategy at open houses. It's a great negotiating tactic. I <laughs> it love is. It. Yeah. I mean, well, oh, yeah. That's why. You always have those people at the open house. <laughs> They're like, mm, I think these cracks in the wall are, you know. And for sure. And they're there for 30 minutes, but this would be like, but Next you have level. to, if you hear that from somebody, you have to, I don't know. I probably do the same thing. I would like, take it I'm so out. seriously. I'm I'd out. be like, you know what? I don't want to disrespect the Mm-mm. person, that person. I'm going to go sit on the front porch. Absolutely. No, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, we did have a submission too, Heather. Did you want to read that one? Well, this is coming from another kind of person in the property management world, which we've realized and uh, Matt coming from that or being a part of that, like you probably have a thousand just things that you've seen. Yeah, all the good stories are property management stories. Yes. All, all of them. Which we're figuring out. Um, For sure. But one time there, by far the weirdest thing that this particular property manager has seen was they were coming to a house where the tenants had moved out and there were multiple bags, like eight or nine bags of different colored hair with people's names written on them. And they were stuffed away in a sock drawer of a tenant who had died in that unit. I'm going to throw up. Wow. Yeah. That's disgusting. So let me read, in case you didn't hear that, that's eight or nine little <laughs> Ziploc bags I'm imagining of different color hair, names written on them, Jane, Sarah, whatever it is. Um, that's where my mind goes. Um, in a sock drawer. And it's not creepy enough that somebody had actually passed away in this. That's right. Um, yeah. See, that's way more scary than a ghost. That is well, scary. That's, that's way, way more scarier. scary than a ghost, yeah. right? I'll take my get out all day long right. over that. That's real life. 
Heather, don't you like see this stuff in all those shows that you watch? Okay. Isn't this part of this? Well, I've actually, since I said that, I've been trying to not watch those shows. You've scaled back. Because I've, I think they were starting to affect my daily life and my happiness. Are you like a... Uh, Dateline, well, like the, uh, crazy podcast mm, or crazy documentary, documentary on Netflix. Yes, yeah, like I go, I go deep into like the Jeffrey Dahmer and I like, think the, like the more murder, the better. It. Is that really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. guys are twisted. And it, yeah, like, but I tried to watch the new Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix in the car on vacation, and Dusty mm-hmm. was like, "Okay, yeah. let's not. That's not the headspace I want you to be on as we're headed into <laughs> just a few days on." vacation is on the plane. I watched like the first two episodes and then I'm in the rental car on the way. And I'm like, I gotta finish this. Wait, this is absolutely yeah. no judgment for me, yeah. but I've been seeing so many people literally say, I can hardly get through this Jeffrey Dahmer show. I can't believe this. And I want to write back and be like, what did you think it was going I to know, be? I know, right? I know, I know. But yeah, I do. But this is, this kind of like hits a little close to home. Yeah, um, yeah that one's a weird one. Well, and I also feel like almost every house I show has the potential to be weird and strange and creepy and haunted like I don't have any specific stories really myself but just like I've walked into like people like still asleep in their bed oh my god like that I'm like are they asleep or like what's going on Mm -mm. like Mm -mm. and just um I don't know I get it makes me very uneasy when for sure or you come in and you think that oh I've got a schedule no one's here but there's this little things like the tv's on or maybe like one time the like there was a boiling pot of water in the kitchen. I'm like, do they know we're here? Oh like, I don't know. It just has this feeling like I just need to get out. Like 100%. <laughs> do y'all, when you guys go show, do you, I always knock and yell, yeah. hello? I, I don't care. I don't care if it's vacant. I just really, cause there's nothing worse than walking in and someone not realizing. And then there you are at, oh, again, feeling I've like seen a people in like bathrobes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Gross. No, like, we don't need that. This is when we talk about how we wear many hats. Yes. <laughs> oh know, my gosh. I don't know what that role specifically is where you're, walking in on other people's lives. But Matt, you've got to have more stories. Oh yeah. So it's funny because I'm sitting there saying like, I, I want to tell a story. Um, Chime in, bud. So here I am. Okay. Sorry, we talk um, a lot. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. I like it. McKnight Title is a proud sponsor of the We Need Closure podcast. Heather and I trust McKnight to take our deals from active to sold and handle everything in between. McKnight is proud to be your local Fort Worth owned and operated title company with expertise in title insurance laws and regulations servicing clients in Tarrant, Johnson, and Parker counties. For more information, visit McKnightTitle.com. So no, I, I was trying to think, but I had, when I first started doing this, uh, super boxes were kind of new, right? And so we had supers on there and I was working for another guy and we had sold a house um, at, on the west side of town here and he wanted me to go pick up a super box. And I was like, okay, great. So me, I'm new, I'm just not thinking, right? And so I'm like getting the super box off and I'm like, I, I think I just want to go use the restroom real quick. You know? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I walk inside and I, you know, start go, go looking for the restroom and never in my head does it click that this house is already closed. It's already funded oh God. like a week ago and somebody else lives here. Like just didn't think about it. No. Walked in and it's furnished with all new stuff. Oh my Still gosh. not thinking about oh. anything. <laughs> and another breaking and entering. Yeah. Another breaking totally and entering. breaking and entering, you know, and, uh, as I turn the corner in the hallway, the guy's just standing in the hallway. Oh my God. And I'm like, and I look at him like, what are you what doing are you- here? <laughs> 
it. He's like, well, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I'm getting the super box. And also that? using the restroom. Yeah, and also using the restroom. And he's like, like oh, standard. Yeah. And, and it was literally like right then it kind of all clicked in my head. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of walked into this guy's I house. I just broke into someone's house. Broke into his house. And I'm standing Texas, here. Matt. Yeah. You could have been. Looking at him like, how dare you be in your hallway shot. confronting me? Like, oh my God. I'm a realtor. Like, I, I deserve to be <laughs> <Yes>. here. Right? <laughs> a capital R with a I, circle around I it. I have a super key. I don't know if you know that. As but if like, we're cops. Yes. Yes. Like, that opens lots right of doors. To be here. Oh my God. I've never, I haven't done anything. I, I, I can't. Well, again, we'll think, we'll remember this later. We'll have to share it on another platform. It or was monumentally. But, it was like just, it was a stupid thing i don't know yeah but how many of those do we have from oh. doing this for this long where you look back and you're like what was i thinking or what were they thinking caitlin i i know so part of when i started too was like property management i was a baby property manager and it never hit me to like actually go figure out like what what the rules were or property yeah. code or anything it was just like yeah i'll do this and so i'm gonna wing it yeah man we had this uh a single lady who was a tenant and she was behind on her rent. And so when you're, when you do this for a while, like that happens and you kind of learn to roll with it. But at the first, it's like a personal affront. It's like, right. she didn't pay her rent. Like I, I'm, I'm heading over there right now. Um, and so I'm driving over there, you know, to, t to knock on the door and I've got my like three day notice, which is what yeah. you put on the door. And I'm like going to put it on the back of the door. Right. Cause that's what I'm supposed to do. So I go over there and I try to get in and you know, the door's locked and my key isn't working or something. So I'm like, I'm coming, I'm getting in and putting <gasps> this notice on there. Come so I walk, around, high water. I walk around back, you know, to see if the back door's open. Um, it's not, but the window's open. So oh, no, I'm Matt. like, well, I'm going to go through the window. Yeah. Don't do this. Like anybody who does, this is yeah. not good. Yeah, 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 this yeah. is all wrong. Right. So don't do anything yeah, this that is I'm what saying. Not yeah, to yeah, do. This yeah. is all like cautionary tales. Yeah. Um, but so I crawl through the window um, it's her bathroom window oh, no. and she was in the shower, um, literally <laughs> taking a shower as I came through her window. So then the roles are reversed. Like now you are probably in trouble. Yes. Like I, I <laughs> and so I promptly go back out the window, but again, I'm forgot about still the upset that she hasn't paid rent. No. So I go back to the front door and oh. I wait and I just ring the doorbell again. Um, <laughs> because I'm going to put this three day notice on the back of her door. Did you ever get it? I on? did. She oh. was so, I mean, rightfully so, right? She was unbelievably mad. I yeah. would imagine. But I did put the notice on the back of her <laughs> door. Like, damn it, I am doing it. This I is am going not letting on the back this of the go. Door. Yeah, I had my little digital camera because this is pre-iPhone, so I'm like ready to take a picture yes. of it, you know? Oh my God. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Right now you're in the category of like a parking meter cop. Yeah. It's like, it dude, just let it just go. Just doing whatever, yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't. Doing all the things I was so right. So. Oh, that you, you, you're winning right now. Sorry, I don't care yeah. who else comes on this after you, mm. <laughs> no one's going to top these. Not at all. I just love the super story. Oh my God. I think you were just an autopilot, like super off, go use the bathroom. I was just not even yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. There's yeah. got, okay. So you knew you were coming on, obviously you knew we were going to pick your brain. What are there any other ones you want to share with us? Um, yeah, sure. Let me think. Um, oh, I've got a good pig story. Perfect. Um, Who doesn't have a great pig story. So again, property management, um, duplex and I, so two people duplex side by side and one of the tenants calls and it says, Hey, the neighbor's dog is out of control. You need to do something. And I'm like, okay. So I go knock on the door, um, to see what's going on to the neighbor who had gotten complained about. 
And she's not there. So again, I walk around, I peek over the fence and I don't see anything. So I decided I'm going to go in the backyard and just see, cause I don't hear a dog or anything like that. This is a theme um, with you. Yeah. I'm just going to go to the backyard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't go into people's. Yeah. yeah. You, you have to give notice yes, kids before you go fine, into houses. Fine, fine. That's so trespassing. Don't, don't yeah. do any of these things. It wasn't a dog. It was a 300 pound pot belly pig um, <laughs> oh that the gosh. lady had moved into her apartment. Right. <gasps> Um, and so the pig lives there, um, and he's like rooted the backyard all up. And so then he looks at me and he's kind of like, you know, making pig noises, like snouting. And I'm sitting thinking, the pigs like attack people. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I'm thinking (laughs) if the pig comes after me, I'm going to lose. Right. But I don't know if they're mean or if he just wants to eat. I mean, like, I don't know. So I back out of there and when I get back to my truck, I'm really mad. I'm like, this girl moved a pig into this place. Like, how could she do that? Um, and so I get there and I call her and she's like, yeah, that's my pig. It's an ESA animal. <laughs> oh, uh, shut up. Shut up. That pig lived there for seven months. <gasps> you yeah. were joking. Yeah, lived there. Because ESA animals have rights yes, also. They have, yes, that Just pig like had squatters. more rights than most. Yeah. Than most, yeah. Than most dog. Yeah. It was a very, very federally protected pig. Like it. Matt. Yeah. So it lived there and just did its thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Forever. And the neighbor really thought it was a dog? I guess so, because I think it was like hitting the fence. I don't know. I mean, it's a big pig. I'm sure they assumed it's a dog. Yeah. They would never have thought it was a pig. Who has pig on there? Yeah. Obviously. That's wild. Is there the strangest, like, animal you've seen somewhere? That was the strangest one that I've seen. Okay. You know, lots of snakes. Yeah, Um, lots of snakes. Lots of snakes. I've seen lots of snakes. Lots of snakes all over the place. Um, I've had a ferret house before where a a lady Uh. literally turned her entire house into a, into a ferret. She had like um, tubes running all over the house. So like the ferrets like run in between rooms. Um, and you, you talk about like the smell that never goes. It, oh. We could not, cause my, my client actually ended up buying the house. We <laughs> could not get the smell ever. Rip the carpets up, paint, duck clean, new duck. It just, it was there. It was oh my a part God. of it. But yeah, it was a fair, it was a fair farm. Like the, they she had like 20 <laughs> and they just ran everywhere. Yeah. yeah all over the place. So, Here's the deal about yeah. ferrets. Yeah. Let me just say this. Have one. Okay. Mm, yeah. We're going to question it. Multiple ferrets. Okay. I, when I actually found out that my husband had a ferret <laughs> and we were already married. I mean, oh, I, I, no he had had back. a ferret as a child and I honestly questioned everything about everything. I'm like, wait, you were uh, an adolescent kid. that had a ferret? Oh my God. No. You might have had two. <laughs> and they were named after Bible characters, like <laughs> Solomon and something. Um, anyway, this- but- we had an agent in our office that just recently showed a ferret house. Like, um, yes, like walk in the door, just ferrets running around. No. Yeah. Gross. All the tubes, all the stuff. But why ferrets? I don't That's like, what I'm trying to figure Dusty out. Dusty said they're smart. Nope. And no, they're not. And then I stopped listening. <laughs> I feel like, okay, so there's our tip of always like, can you, or can you get past this? Okay. So clearly your client got past yeah. the fact that there was a ferret farm in this place, but uh, you can't get past the smell. That is horrifying. Smell is impossible. Gross. Like mm-hmm. impossible. No, no. I, yeah, you can't beat it. That's, so yeah, it was awful. I bet you it probably still has a little bit of ferret residue. Like it probably still just smells a little just off a little in that house. Just a just touch of Probably eight years ferret. ago. Yeah, it probably has a Terrifying. little bit of ferret. That's a yeah. new Joe Malone phrase. There you go. Fragrance. <laughs> just a touch of ferret. Matt, we've also talked a little bit about taxidermy on this podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the, you know, my, my share obviously was that I saw a full friggin' bear, just a 
full on bear. Heather has obviously seen, actually you saw a bear too, Heather. I saw a bear. Yeah. Is there, do you have any taxidermy stories that you can share with us? So, I mean the best, I think my favorite taxidermy stories are when like you have like culture clash, right? So, um, where we are, we have a lot of, uh, out of state people that like to move here to our great state. Um, and, Taxidermy isn't so much a thing on the coast. Exactly. So, I mean, if, if you're like, you know, downtown Portland, there's not a lot of deer heads, you know, garnishing the walls. And so you get these people, they come in and then you've got like trophy hunting guy, right? Who's got like his office and he's got not only the deer head, but it's like, he's been to Africa. So he's got like a lemur, right? Oh, he's got all this crazy a stuff. A zebra. Well, yeah. one was a zebra. And I'm like, that's not a sport. Yeah. That is a horse that's white. Yeah, you're just, yeah, he's just standing Sorry. there. It's yeah. a horse with a better Sorry. outfit. Go ahead. Yeah. So, Let's be honest. But yeah, so, and they just have, you know, and that crushes the house for them. It could oh, be an yeah. amazing deal, right? That's what we've been talking about. But can you see past it? No, and they can't. Especially when you're not used to it. Like here, you know, every, every everybody's got something, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, for them, it's a very shy. It's like your house is a zoo. Like, why did you put all these animals all over your house? Yeah, yeah it really is. It's, it's a very great, like, culture clash point. It yeah. turns into, like, a history museum, I feel, sometimes, or whatever, that night at the museum. Like, yeah. that's, and because I'm not from here. You guys know that. And for me, it did take a little bit of time for me to recognize that we were just going to display these things in our houses. And, yeah, for me, it's like night at the museum. Like, they're, they're full-blown, mm -hmm. you know, taxidermied yeah. items. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand why, why is there an elephant? Like, why? I know. That's not a sport. That's, I know. that's how elephant happened. would be impressive too. Like, you have a whole taxidermy <laughs> elephant in your house. Like, I know. I'm honest. I, as you said that, I honestly think I have seen, uh, I've seen a rhino stuff no. like a, just really? a rhino head. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Um, which I also think are very large and slow, right? I, I don't understand. I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Like I grew up with my father who deer hunted. I get it. it was, I grew up doing that, but there are some, sometimes I'm like, Okay. Um, just, well, it's too much. Yeah. I don't think I told, I told you, but, um, I had a house in, there's like a couple of acres. And when we showed it, there was the office had probably 25 deer heads in it. Um, which my buyers are able to look past. We're all from here, Texas, have the inspection. Everything's fine. Move in. And, um, all the deer heads of course have been taken off the wall, but they start noticing just what they think are termites, just bugs, just like, what is going on? So they have this exterminator guy out or, or something, and he kind of alludes to the fact that possibly sometimes if taxidermy is not done correctly or done by the, uh, you know, just- Proper standards. Yeah, proper standards, it can kind of cultivate that situation. And they had to, yeah. So not only were there probably massive took, holes yeah, in the I wall. just took this whole conversation to like a nauseating level, but yeah, wow. he like- that's Maybe some shoddy taxidermy work had been done on all 20 of these deer heads. And Heather and I have talked about It was about after this. closing. What do you, okay, what know. do you do at that point? Secondly, they, like she said, they were able to look past it, but now you've got a bug infestation. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back to like, let's just put some photos and a mirror on the wall. Like I know, don't just need take it down. A full blown 25 deer heads, but that, that I've never heard. And that is wild to it me. Kinda, I know. Okay, and Matt, I've shared bug stories on this one. Do you have any bug stories? Yeah. <laughs> like bugs are other than smells bugs are the worst the right? worst oh. so i mean you can get like you know the gnarliest like manliest contractor guy and he won't walk in you know you've got fleas oh and he's not going in there oh. no yeah i mean no i have plenty of times walked out of a house and had to drive home and change clothes on my porch. Oh my um, God. Have you gotten fleas? Fleas. Cause I have too. Yeah, I've gotten flea fleas bites all over, all over me. And they mm -hmm. get in your clothes and mm -hmm. then they're in your car. Mm -hmm. It's a nightmare. Yeah. 
This is making me think that I either show. She only shows like really <laughs> show nice houses, houses. Yeah. or I will say there have been a couple where I have investors and I'm not going to lie y'all between being an asthmatic and very <laughs> allergic to everything. I take one look in there and if I know that there has been an animal, I politely decide to stand at the front of the house and let them go in. Okay. So maybe I'm just not that good, but I definitely, I can't even think of these. Oh that yeah. You, oh. yeah. But, I had a really bad, bad flea like because we stood in the front yard and talked about how bad the house was for while the fleas ate while the fleas ate us all all three of us death Mm -hmm. that's absolute death well i don't think we need to stop on the stories by any means i do want to i i want if i'm going to ask you a few questions but literally if other stories arise in your brain that's what the people come to us for anyways so please we just want to hear them all from you but i do want to get in a little bit more about you and your background and kind of what you do and and all those things um heather and i know you because we work with you at league real estate um which is an awesome brokerage here in town we i just want to know like how did you get into real estate. Um, and then I want to know a little bit, like, why did you guys start, decide to start a brokerage to me? And I feel like you're, it's like us. Why did you start a podcast? Everyone's got a podcast, right? Yeah. But I feel like you may have gotten a little bit about that when you started a brokerage. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and you know, just because everybody has a podcast doesn't mean everybody has a good podcast. That's right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, we kind of had the same thing in our head about the brokerage, but, um, no, I got into real estate. My dad was, uh, you know, I'm like a legacy. Like my grandmother was, she sold, uh, houses in Lubbock for ERA. So if you know what ERA is, then you've been doing this a long time because I, they still may be around, but Heather, any idea, any idea, ERA little orange circle with the letters inside. It sounds very familiar. Yeah. 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 It's taking me back a there little bit. Way mm-hmm. back. So mm-hmm. they were big in Lubbock. So yeah, if there's still any ERA offices out there, they're probably in Shout Lubbock. Out. Shout out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she was there and then my dad ran a commercial property management company, um, in Midland where I grew up in West Texas. So, um, he basically forced me to get my real estate license when I was 18. He was like, go do this. And you know, it's 18, like fine. If just leave me alone, I'll do it. So I did it. Um, and then back then our standards for getting your broker license in Texas were very low, which were have your license for two years and take a test and you can be be a broker. So when I was 20, so much, Matt, when I was 20, (laughs) my dad was like, go take your broker license test. And so I did when you were 20, 20, I was 20. Oh my gosh. And I knew nothing. I'd never done a real estate train. I had no idea anything worked. I knew nothing other than, you know, take the classes, take the test. Right. And so I had my broker's license, never used it. No idea. So when I bought my first house, I hired an agent and had no idea what I was doing. Like, I was like, how does, how does the commission work? And like, do I owe you money? Oh, like, you're like, by the way, you I'm know, a broker, and like, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, yeah, I have my broker's license, but like, I don't even know what this means. Yeah. Like, you know, so you know, like, he's like, what's the contingency and can I do it? I had no idea. Oh, so, this is wild. um, no idea what was going on. Um, so I didn't, and you didn't probably have HGTV to tell no you all HGTV this. To, like, I swear to God, us, that's right? where I learned all of it before I got my license. Yeah. I was like, no, I know this stuff. HGTV yeah. told me about the it. The beacon that is chip gains was not there to like help me, which right? we're going to talk about Matt. If oh, are we? Can. No, okay. if we can, yeah, we can talk about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. After you Perfect. talk okay. about this, we're going to, so anyway, I'll hurry up on my, on my real estate journey. <laughs> so anyway, no, I started, uh, basically I was doing a bunch of other things. Um, and, uh, when the 2009 ish, whatever recession, great, whatever we're calling it happened. Um, my cousin who I'd grown up with, we were like, Hey, there's like houses are cheap. Right. And 
you're a banker and I've got my real estate license. It's laying around here somewhere. Right. And so dynamic duo. Yeah. So I, I literally walked into the greater Fort association of realtors. I was like, Hey, uh, I want to join. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I be a part of this club? Can, can I be in like, how do I get on the MLS thing? Right. Because I want to look at all these houses. And so I joined. Um, and then he, obviously I was like, he handled like, you know, getting somebody to lend us money. So we bought like three houses, did like the worst rehab jobs ever. We're like, oh, let's spend $800 right. on this house. Right. And yeah. so we're like not painting. We're just like painting like the yeah. holes. We're like, this looks fine. It's fine. Um, the ferret smell is fine. Ferret smells fine. On, you know, if the, sold. if the, yeah, yeah, whatever. If the ceiling fan doesn't work, like, I mean, you know, who cares? Yeah, right. No big yeah. Deal. Nobody gives. We got $800. So, but the houses so, we all go in now and we're exactly. like, and you're like, what clown did this? What yeah. clown did this? But they leased. And so that was kind of like my intro to real estate. So I just kind of bumped and then I moved on. I started working for other people. And then, um, then early 2000 teens, whatever we're calling those, a lot of like large money started entering the market, yeah. hedge funds and BlackRock and all these people. So I started working for them finding properties. Um, and they were for the first time ever investing in single family residential and small stuff. So I did a lot of that. Um, and then I got kind of bored with it and that kind of dried up like they kind of quit so i was like i'm let's i so i like went into trucking which was a terrible idea it was oh. way the worst business ever Don't 180 by the way 180 Just, awful you know what? hated it wait wait wait. you're driving a, like what do you mean you got into no trucking? i i bought a trucking company <laughs> okay um <laughs> y'all just breezed by that sorry like, you yeah. talked talk, about like, it yeah talked wait about. a second yeah you were a trucker uh, yeah okay. i got actually it. did so the plan wasn't for me to drive any trucks but i drove a lot of trucks <laughs> so um and that really was like a i i spent all Look this at money me now and like i'm driving a truck and i'm not even getting paid oh, like yeah, at least no. most people get paid yeah, for driving right. a truck right yeah, like right. i'm working for free because we're losing money every month right right um so anyway no i hit rock bottom when i was sitting at a fedex kinko's at seven o'clock on christmas eve <gasps> waiting for packages yeah nope. so no. that was like yeah i'm done with this so anyway that was when we ended up um deciding to start the brokerage um oh wow and i, I so he really did have to hit rock bottom yeah and, and then, it, and then, and in they, 2000, this was 2016. 16, yeah. I sold the trucking company. I signed it a Starbucks in Dallas it was the greatest day of my life to this day. Um, and then I had met Luke, who's one of our partners through our wives. And, um, we just decided we'd give this thing a shot and we thought we could be a little bit different than what was out there because there are a lot of brokerages, right? Right. But differentiation's easy. You can differentiate yourself, um, very easily. Um, if you can kind of, we had that we, we didn't have 20, 30, 40 years of bad habits to break like a lot of companies do. Right. Uh, and so I think we kind of got to come in fresh and it, and it was great. We've it, been having it, a fun time. Well, I'm so glad you got bored and then hit rock bottom <laughs> and then started it because when I joined League, um, my husband, I was when talking- When did you join League? I, that's what I'm trying to figure oh, okay. out. It's four and a half years ago. Yeah, okay. you, were, you were pretty I, early on. I didn't realize how early on I was. Yeah. Um, I do have to share this quick story because I was leaving my other brokerage. It was, um, they were ready to move on and do other things. And I remember doing one transaction with Jeff, who is one of the owners at League. And I called him and he answered, which you guys know in this industry is no, does not happen. No one answers your calls. Everybody, it's text, it's voicemail. He answered. And that to me was immediately like, I know I made the right call because he cares about people. We had the opportunity to meet and then I did join. So I joined four and a half years ago. Heather, when did you? So I was... Um Five years, like it'll be, it was five years last, 2017, September of 2017. So five years. I, is that right? And then I think I was January of 2018. So I think I was right behind you. Yeah. Five years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yet, yet I don't have anywhere near the stories you do. Heather. Well, so what no, the hell am I, I doing? You know, it's uh, fine. I, 
I have stories because I didn't get any training either. Like I just jumped in. Nobody taught me a thing. So I had to learn like. I'm glad we're saying this in front of our broker, but I am thrilled. Right, I know. But truly super thrilled that you guys started because yeah. I obviously, I do, I think it's an authentic, amazing place. But literally when I joined, I was talking about it so much. My husband was like, did you join a cult? And I was like, I may have, but I'm in for it. Well, Like I'm ready. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid and wearing the Nikes. I'm in. I know. And I have to give props to you and, and your partners because I had the, when I was leaving my other brokerage, I had the ability and I was very thankful to actually take a step back and like not have to jump into something, which I had done in the other brokerages. So I was able to kind of talk to a lot of people and kind of interview, if you will, with other brokerages. And they're all great. And we get along with them all in Fort Worth. You have to. Um, but I just couldn't find the one. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And just stumbled upon League. Um, and and you found your place. I found my place. You've and done such a great job. Like, thanks, guys. I, yeah. That means a lot. It really does mean a lot to us. Like, I know we're telling funny stories, yeah. but that means a lot. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that. And oh, I'm retiring. We're here. very like thankful. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, you're gonna have to drag me out. Sorry. Well, it's so funny. You probably don't like. I've been there for like a year or so, and they were like, "Hey, do you just do you want to go to lunch?" And I stressed for a week. I'm like, "This is where they let me go." Sweating. <laughs> I'm like, "What else can I do? I have a group. I have a business degree. I can do something. I can make it. I have a newborn. It's fine. Going, going through fine. contingency plans. Everything's in your head. fine." And they just literally just wanted to take me to lunch and make oh. sure everything was okay. <gasps> they still. It's been a while since you've done that, just so you know. But they, Next week. they do that, and every time, like, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is where, this is where they let me go. And they just are just genuinely, like, want to feed me and check in on me. If they haven't let us go after starting the podcast, we might be okay. Like, yeah, we might be in. I know. Yeah. We'll talk about me getting on leadership team, but that's a different Well, now y'all are going to be, like, celebrities, and I mean, <laughs> you know, it's maybe well, the last time I get to hang out with you. Yeah, so. possibly. Actually, on that note, it's definitely not going to be the last time. We are 100% bringing you back on. First of all, we've had a hell of a time. Secondly, you have Thanks. so many more stories. Mm -hmm. I know that we could just, I could sit here for literally hours and listen to you tell stories. The thing I do need you to touch on before we end is how you know Mr. Chip Gaines. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I'll preface this by saying, I don't think Chip probably remembers me. Well, so he does not listen to this either. Yeah, I, I'm going to But if, if this that. gets back to the silos, um, yeah. then we will, uh, um, I, I, yeah, I'll apologize. But um, yeah, so we had a, uh, so I went to Baylor, um, you know, Waco kid. And uh, right when I got out, there was a HEB uh, that Shout everybody out to HEB. Yes, Miss HEB. Why so don't we have one? Waco's dominated by HEB. And real fast, an HEB is a grocery store. It's a grocery. It is the grocery it store. It is the, the grocery, grocery store. store. Yeah, there's nothing that comes. It's the official grocery store of Texas. Omaha listeners, yeah. it's like a high V. Okay, keep going. What's a high V? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted my own plug yeah. in there, but it's a grocery store in Omaha. Yeah. Okay. But it's not like HEB. Not, not HEB. Like it's HEB, better. It's actually yeah. not even close. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so across the street from this HEV was this little retail strip center. Um, and it had been kind of vacant a little bit. And uh, it was actually right next door to uh, my wife, Jessica, where she lived. So whenever I'd go to see her, I'd drive past this, this store, all that, or this uh, kind of half vacant uh, strip center. And so when I got out of school, I was like, I wonder, I bet you, like if somebody put some money into that, it would probably lease up. Great location right across from the grocery store. It was five blocks from campus. So um, I reached out to the owner who happened to be Chip Gaines. Um, this is pre like- Fixer Upper. Yeah, sorry. I don't watch HGTV. <laughs> Fixer Upper. Um, pre like Chip being like the king of Waco. So I, you know, I, I call and this is 
back in the in the old days. He meets me out there. We walk through, um, and we end up doing a deal for this thing. And oh it gosh. was very did you deal with chip. Games? We did a deal You've with chip. Met games. him so, but it was really funny because this retail center had four spaces. Okay. Two of the spaces were fine. Um, one of the spaces was vacant. So there was a homeless guy living in there. And one of the spaces, they have rights. yes, they, they do. do. Yes. Have they, he was there. Um, and then one of them had been released by like, a, this was back in like 2003. So it was a cell phone, like trinket company, like, Hey, come here and get a plan or buy a case or whatever. But usually you have to have restrooms in a space by city code. So if you have a, a retail space, you have to have a restroom. Well, this space didn't have a restroom. So, instead of like coming in and building a restroom, Chip or one of his friends had just gone in the back and like built like up on stilts, like a uh, a restroom that he had gone and got a water hose and like went into Stop. the hose spigot and run it <laughs> into the restroom for water. And then for the drain line, he had just run a pipe on the ground and it was dropped into a clean out. So yeah. Like it a was, fancy porta potty. It was a fancy porta potty. <laughs> and you had to like leave the store and walk outside into the homeless guy's space into the back to use the restroom. And how terrible for that poor homeless man. Yeah. So people were walking house. through his space to use the restroom all the time. So but he, invasive. I mean, he probably had it right. Like he had a good. So anyway, so I was like, this is weird, but I, you know, I guess it's okay. And um, so anyway, so we do the deal. And back then this was, we would do three copies of the contract pre DocuSign. So like we would have the seller's copy, the buyer's copy, and the title copy, and we'd sign them all up, and we'd send them back and forth Gosh, to each other. Yeah, it was like, it, things took days, right? <laughs> Thank so you for we're, bringing we're the there. archaic it was things so archaic, on right? Oh, my like, God. This was even now like, we're like, I send it to you. You have two seconds to sign we it. We were still so nervous Get about faxing phone. each other. We are like, I, I don't know this fax thing. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's legit. Um, but where does it go? Where does it go? Yeah, it just disappears. <laughs> like, you could change it. I don't know. You could hack the fax machine. Um, but they, but so I sent him his three copies, and when he sent them back to me signed, um, it was very obvious he had set them on his stove <gasps> and they had burned. <laughs> and so the top like like quarter of the thing, like even where some of the contractual language was. Singed. It was singed in like oh. a very good circle. Um, and so. Because it was like a copy of. It was a copy of the contract that he'd set on his stove and it had burned. <laughs> and so, so, but again, like I'm so like, I've never done anything yeah. like this before. Right. So I'm like. I guess this is okay. Like, I don't, yes. I don't want to show, I don't want to show that I'm a rookie. So right. I'm just like rolling with everything. Right. That You're bathroom's like, fine. Cool. Like, totally this bathroom's fine. fine. Like whatever. Let's see um, what title says. Yeah. And yeah. so I drive my, we sign the papers and I drive my three contracts back to meet Chip at his wife's Magnolia store on the corner of Bosque okay, and New Road. I remember the which original is where one. that was, was at Bosque. It wasn't Bosque and New Road. It was off of New Road a little bit, but yeah, it was on, it was on Bosque. It was like a tiny little, tiny little yeah. store. It was so out of place because it was really, I mean, obviously really not nice and, and boutique but it was just in a weird spot. Like and, Waco. Like Waco, yeah. <laughs> like basically Waco. Um, so, um, yeah, so that, it was it. But I met them there and we signed it. And then, yeah, we ended up, we ended up having that space for seven, eight years. Um, oh, we, we owned it. But yeah, and it, I didn't even realize it until one day I have all these old note, like I'm a spiral notebook guy. So I have all these old notebooks just laying around. And Jessica found one, my wife, and she was looking through it and I had written in there, I had Chip and his phone number and all these notes about him. And I was like, was that Chip Gaines? Like, <laughs> oh that my God. And so I went back and looked and it was. And like, it was, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh. Holy, I mean, we think we have the man, the myth, the legend. He worked with the man, the yeah. myth, the legend, Chip nah. Gaines. So we obviously nah. went in two separate directions. No, you're, you're, so his, you're his, the man. Yeah, yeah, you're the man. His uh, strategy was a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I think he just, Anyway, the Magnolia home thing worked out. It worked out, yeah. It went okay for Nice him. little I stroke of luck. Right. I, think, I think they're doing fine. I've heard well, they're fine. It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll make this sound great in case they're listening. They're not. 
Um, one day. One day. That's right. We're yeah. sl- slowly but surely. That's amazing. Matt, we've taken too much of your time. We cannot thank you enough. Yes. Thanks, guys. This was a blast. You might end up being the third host uh, here on uh, I know. We Need Closure podcast. I, I like the whole it's setup. Fun, right? It's fun, right? Yeah. This is absolutely is cool. best day of my life. Oh. This is amazing. I know. Um, but what, we're going to have you back. You'll come back? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Keep those stories coming. Um, try to follow us on Instagram, Matt, if you can. Uh, listener, we've got a lot. <laughs> I'm going to activate my Instagram account. <laughs> So if you're physically able to follow yeah. us on yeah. again, yeah, reactivate your, I do think everybody knows how to find us, how to submit stories, but listeners, please continue to submit those. Matt, I'm going to make you just submit some for fun, obviously. So we have some good content for later, but, um, Heather, you and I have some fun things planned for next week. If anybody likes movies or the houses that were featured in films, um, next week's definitely your episode because we're going to talk all about that and kind of the real estate aspect of those things. Um, but we love you all. Thank you guys for listening, Matt. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Always be closing. Hello. I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? Closure.